sellers are more likely to deal with you and to be negotiable in terms of price if you could take down a property that's already renovated, already tenanted, because it saves them money and having to do all that stuff to sell at retail. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well, one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips, and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out. Go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals. Go check it out. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D. T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. You're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success. You're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete actionable tips to make more money on your deals fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. This is also the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. With us today to keep that momentum going, Adam Stern. How you doing? Good, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Nice to have you on the show and looking forward to getting to know you and learn more about your business. Adam is the president at Own America, which is a national real estate investment brokerage. Own America is a leading broker in the single family home residential space. And Adam has 14 years of senior leadership positions within companies in both residential and investment real estate based in Charlotte, North Carolina. With that being said, Adam, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and perhaps explain what Own America is? I'm a guy that's been in the brokerage business pretty much his entire career right out of college. I spent a lot of time working with regular just residential brokers. And I started Own America with my partner, Greg Rand, about six years ago on the heels of the housing crisis. Because me and Greg both knew that the housing crisis was going to lead to a real estate correction and an investment boom. So we basically launched a company to teach realtors how to work with residential investors. And then we ducktailed that into a large acquisition program for some of the publicly traded REITs that were buying thousands of properties that were REOs at the time and then turned them into rentals. And now we've ducktailed into a platform to sell single family rental property portfolios to and for those very same funds. So have an evolution story, but we've been riding this wave of investment real estate for the last six years, and it's been a really, really fruitful, good time. So when I go to Own America, which I'm on right now, and I 
search for under a certain state, then a list of property portfolios come up. And I went to Texas, and so I see there's a property for 309000 It's a one-unit single-family portfolio, so I guess it's just a single-family fourplex. But then there's others like 11-unit for $1.4 million, a 10-unit single-family home portfolio for one point five. What's a typical deal that you have on your website? It's a good question, Joe. There's really not a market for single-family rental property portfolios. It's, it's actually pretty incredible. The owner that buys a property to rent it out, to own it as an investment, a lot of these people are out there. They own 5, 10, 15, hundreds of properties. And the MLS isn't a place they can go in order to sell their portfolios. So we've created this marketplace. And the idea being, if you own a lot of properties, you don't want to destabilize your portfolio, i.e. kick your tenant out and start losing money. You want to sell it as an income-producing business. In the past few years, we've been doing this. Our average portfolio size is about 25 to 30 units, anywhere between 2.5 and $3 million. You just happen to came to some smaller portfolios that we have in our platform. But the market for it is huge. There's a lot of buyers who are understanding that buying a rented property is more profitable than buying an empty property and turning it into a rental. And a lot of sellers are realizing it's a lot more profitable to sell it as a rental rather than kicking their tenant out, which displaces a family renovating it and putting it on the retail market. So kind of the gist of it. And on ownamerica.com, there are data points and market insights about different markets across the U.S. Have you come across other investors who have used your website to identify locations to invest in? Right now, this is generation one of our sites. We're actually still in beta. We're coming out of beta probably in the next 30 or 40 days. The whole come on for a site is what's your portfolio worth? It's the oldest trick in the book in residential real estate. It's how Zillow launched. Our site's a place where an owner can go and upload their portfolio and get an instant valuation. And part of that is packaging the portfolio. And our view of real estate is that it's a business and that's you got to understand a lot of high-level things before you pick a market and then even drill down further to pick properties. So when you look at a portfolio on our site, it kind of reflects our investing philosophy, which is you pick your market first, and then you drill down and you find your properties that hit your yield levels. So you talk about all this data that we have on our site. We have things like long-term price appreciation trends. We take 30 years of appreciation data and average it to come out with a yearly appreciation population trends, who's moving there, who's moving out, migration patterns, and job growth trends. All these things underpin real estate because, after all, real estate's people. The value of real estate is very much tied to where people live and where people move to. So we have all that data that drives kind of the overall story of our portfolios. Then obviously, we drill down into the individual properties and analyze them for yield and income. So all of our data is bought. We buy that. It's real expensive. But we give it up for free as a way to attract this inventory. And if we attract inventory, we attract owners. Some owners are buyers. And some buyers will eventually be sellers. So that's our strategy and philosophy behind building this marketplace. And where can someone who's listening to this interview go on your site to look at the long-term price appreciation trends, population trends, migration patterns, and job growth trends? Anyone that has a rental property or a rental property portfolio can go to our site, ownamerica.com, upload their portfolio, and they'll get a free valuation right away. And part of that valuation is all that data that I was just talking about. So 
if you own a property and you want to find out what the long-term appreciation is or the population trends or the job growth trends, just upload your property portfolio to Own America. And if you don't own a portfolio and you want to buy one, you can peruse the existing inventory on our site. And when you look at the inventory on your site in certain markets, it will show those data points, correct? That's correct. All the data is there. It's kind of provided in a really easy to understand way because we built this for serious real estate owners and we delivered it in a way that has a really kind of cool, colorful interface. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Highcharts.com, I see. It looks like a good company to bring that data to life. Yep. I agree. That's why you're part of those guys. <laughs> so let's talk about you mentioned Dovetail a couple times as you were talking about the evolution of your company. How do you know from a business standpoint when it's time to change your business model and, as you said, Dovetail? That's a good question. Our story is very similar to that of a lot of brokers that were in the acquisition phase of single-family rental property, that, that industry, the SFR industry. When we realized that we should ducktail from being a training company to an acquisition company was simply when we opened up a Wall Street Journal and understood there was a massive amount of capital coming into this space. And the idea that we had a large network of agents that were one of the only agents or some of the only agents in the country that knew how to measure a yield or knew what a cap rate was, we realized that those very same investors would want to work with knowledgeable, trained agents. So it only made sense to take a shift from training agents to utilizing agents. And then when the industry went from buying a lot of properties to not so much buying properties and wanting to stabilize their properties, we knew the next stage would be them wanting to sell off some properties. And that only made sense. So as a business strategy, I guess my best advice is kind of keep your eyes open, your ear to the ground, and you'll know when the shift has to be made. Don't wait until you start seeing a reduction in your monthly income and the amount of money you're taking in before you make that shift. Wayne Gretzky had a great quote. He's like, good players go where the puck is. Great players go where the puck's going to be. That's what we've tried to do, and we've been able to do so pretty effectively over the last few years. Going back to the market information, because you got a lot of listings in different markets, you've got to be familiar with a lot of the market trends and what markets are perhaps undervalued or get a bad rap. What is a market right now that you would identify as a good opportunity that perhaps others wouldn't because of maybe something in the news or just they wouldn't think of that market? Good question. It's actually one of my favorite subjects. I like Houston right now. Houston's a great market to look at, and here's why. Everyone is, is bearish on Houston right now because of the energy sector being down. If you look at one of the portfolios that we have in Houston right now, you'll notice that the unemployment rate was lower in Houston over the last several years than it was in the rest of Texas. And the energy industry is not all that. It's a big part of their economy. I think it's something like 30 or 35% of the overall economy. But since it's taken a dip, their unemployment rate has actually increased to equal that of the state of Texas. So here's a situation where you have a market that has taken a beating in the media because of a certain sector that everyone assumes is their entire industry, but it's not. And that's caused a massive sell-off in real estate, which has created a lot of inventory. But it's also created a situation where you can buy real estate at lower prices and higher cap rates in a market that's still performing as well as the rest of the state 
in a state that's very well run in terms of the government, in terms of the spending. And we look for things like that. Looking at Houston, where you, there's a big buying opportunity right now because of this short-term pain they're going through. And trust me, people aren't going to stop buying gas. <laughs> the energy industry is going to come back. We can get into politics and, and what we think Trump's going to do in terms of helping that industry succeed. But whoever's in office, the energy industry is not going anywhere. But because of that short-term pain, there's a buying opportunity. So yeah, my one pick, it would be Houston right now. Interesting. I can tell you and the best ever listeners that I've had success in Houston. We bought in August of 2015, and that was when the sky was falling on oil prices. It was making national news. Every CNN story or MSNBC story was talking about how oil was just terrible and the unemployment was going to just destroy the Houston economy. Well, we bought that month. And now 15 months later, we have the benefit of hindsight. We're refinancing out of our initial loan and we're returning 35% of our investor capital back after just 15 months. And it's because we're able to increase the value of the property over $5 million in those 15 months. And we wouldn't have been able to get that type of deal if everyone had thought the same thing, but fortunately we were a bit of contrarian investors and we bought whenever everyone else said Houston was a bad deal. And I agree with you. I think Houston's still a good market in general. I think there are pockets of Houston, maybe North and West that are a little bit more protected than the East, but either way, I mean, in general, I, I think Houston's a good market. Yep. It's a true point. A lot of times you go into markets where everyone is looking like at one time, the Inland Empire in California was a really hot market. A lot of people bought there. Now they're kind of reached the, the pre-crisis numbers and people are looking at cap rates that are really low and thinking they'll get the appreciation. For my money, I wouldn't look at a market like that. I look at a market where the short-term news and long-term price appreciation, like you did, is still a good buy. So sometimes it pays off to be a contrarian, for sure. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Um, just on the same subjects, Looking for situations where there's some kind of short-term pain going on that has still good long-term prospects. And that can be a market that's having distress. That can be an owner that's having some kind of issue. But more off, looking at stabilized properties as an acquisition, because there is no market for it, we find that sellers are more likely to deal with you and to be negotiable in terms of price. If you could take down a property that's already renovated, already tenanted, because it saves them money and having to do all that stuff to sell at retail. So looking at situations where, again, there's some kind of short-term pain, whether it's market or whether it's seller or whether it's a lack of a market in order to get a price that's going to help you hit your yield level. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Bring it on. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages and talks to your tenants, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day stuff well, there's a better way, and that better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One will have the conversations over the phone with your tenants whenever they have issues, and it's also a way where the tenants can pay you directly through an online service. Go to securepayone.com, or even better yet, shoot them an email. The email is info, info at securepayone.com. That's info at S-E-C-U-R-E. P-A-Y-O-N-E dot com. 
and they've got a free 30-day trial for you. Securepay1.com. Best ever book you've read? I really like Think Bigger. Do you remember who wrote it? Um, I don't. It's a book about identifying categories and then identifying your place in that category in order to define that category and becoming king of it. It's very much along the lines of The Blue Ocean Strategy, which is another great book, where you look at markets that have uncontested market space, like the residential real estate business, which is the bloodiest red ocean of all. Two million real estate agents nationwide buying for a very limited market. We were able to find a sub-market of that, i.e., stabilized single-family rental properties that no one was paying attention to. And that book's all about how to identify those opportunities, how to think about putting yourself in the position of being category king and the steps that you need in order to implement that kind of strategy. Best ever personal growth experience, what'd you learn from it? My best growth experience was, besides for having kids, which I think a lot of people will probably say, I think moving two years ago to the place I live right now, it's a place in Charlotte, right outside of Charlotte called Lake Norman. There's something really empowering about deciding you're going to move somewhere, looking for a place you'd like to live, and then moving there. I have a lot of friends that ended up staying home and being really successful in their own right, but they never left home. And the experience of breaking away from family and friends, going and finding a new place to live, making new friends, and building a business there was probably one of the best growth experiences that I've ever had. Best ever deal you've done? It was 149 property portfolio in Phoenix. We actually just closed it, I think, three months ago. It was a deal where, like most portfolios, the seller didn't exactly know the condition of the property, so they made some assumptions about that, which the buyer underwrote to. Buyer got into the properties, and properties weren't in as good a condition as they thought, and they were facing a really big retrade. Retrade is a price reduction. And everyone was sure the deal wasn't going to go because the original price was so hard fought that the idea of decreasing by the kind of dollars that the buyer needed to decrease by to cover his capex or capital expenditure cost was impossible. End of the day, we had a willing buyer, we had a willing seller. Once we understood what the properties looked like, it was just a matter of pinning down what those renovation costs were going to be. And we got the deal done. It took about two months and there were several times where it got terminated, <laughs> a bunch of times where it got almost terminated. And at the end of the day, we held it together. And uh, I know I can tell you in the real estate business, when you're able to bring a deal together that seems destined for failure, it's one of the most gratifying things that you, you have happened. What's the best ever way you like to give back? I like to do things for my kids that teach them how to give back. So one of the ways we do that is every Christmas, we have our kids pick a few toys out of their toy stack that they don't play with. And we take those to the local United Way or the United Shelter and give those away so that they can feel like they're given. And I feel like doing that and teaching your kids to do that is a really important thing because it you know, spans multiple generations. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? In terms of a deal, I bought a condo. It was really early on during that time when everyone thought that real estate values couldn't go down. I didn't do any cash flow analysis. I didn't do any kind of analysis. I just bought it purely speculatively a new condo and a really great development in a decent area, and I got my lunch handed to me. <laughs> a lot of money. And that was a good learning experience because I learned you can't buy in speculation. You got to do your work. You got to do your research. You got to make sure you understand what the income is going to be versus the expenses. And it's like most people, you get burnt once and you don't put your hand on the stove again. Do you still own it? <laughs> oh, no. no. That one, I sold it in a short sale and got it off my books. At that time when banks were really, really 
really likely to do a short sale, so I was able to get rid of it. What'd you buy it for? What'd you sell it for? I bought it for three fifty. I sold it for two forty nine, two forty eight, something like that. And what's something looking back on it now that it was a red flag at the time that you didn't realize? You couldn't buy a condo in that complex without being in a bidding war, <laughs> which should have been a sign that it was overbought and it wasn't a good opportunity. So yeah, it was a situation where a lot of buyers were running in the same direction. And you know what they say about stampedes, right? <laughs> what do they say about stampedes? They all fall for cliffs together. Ah, yes, yes, like lemmings, right? <laughs> right, yep. My girlfriend asked me the other day what lemmings were. I was like, well, I don't know exactly what they are, but I know they follow each other off a cliff. <laughs> it's amazing a lemming is not an extinct creature yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? You can go to ownamerica.com, reach us through there. My information's on there, Own America's corporate information on there. And it's a good resource, so happy to have you if you want to find us. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for talking about perhaps a market that is getting some bad PR right now. Houston, Texas, where you believe it's a really good opportunity based on the market research that you've come across, as well as talking about your business model, when to dovetail, make sure that we've got our ears through the ground, and then the mistake that you made with the condo and lessons learned there as well. So thanks a lot for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, Adam, and we'll talk to you soon. You're the man, Joe. Thanks a lot. Are you an investor who self-manages and talks to your tenants, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day stuff? Well, there's a better way, and that better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One will have the conversations over the phone with your tenants whenever they have issues, and it's also a way where the tenants can pay you directly through an online service. Go to securepay1.com or even better yet, shoot them an email. The email is info, I-N-F-O, at securepay1.com. That's I-N-F-O at S-E-C-U-R-E-P-A-Y-O-N-E.com. And they've got a free 30-day trial for you, securepay1.com.